0: Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh Lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation
1: from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and... D3 Nation fans, this is a big week for the show. We partnered with Rudis to launch our first ever team store. Now, the store is big. The funds generated through this store will help us grow the platform as we enter season three. Pretty crazy to think that we're heading into the third year of the show. But that's all thanks to you and our listeners. The goal is to reach 12 sales on each item in the store. The link can be found on our Twitter page. And it's going through the full week it launched on Tuesday. and It's going to the 12th. And we might push back the, the, the close date as well. So please support us and, and help us continue to grow with Division Three Wrestling. We also launched our Rockfin channel at D3 Nation, which is currently has two interviews and one article. And again, these funds from the store will help us continue to branch out on Rockfin and make D3 Wrestling Media grow um, and continue to give the coverage that this great division needs. So please check that out and... uh you know, For today, we get into episode 68 with Coach Pankil Chander of Penn College of Technology. He's a new head coach, one of the newer head coaches in Division three. He's an individual passionate about wrestling, and he's excited to wrestle or excited to run his own program. He's been at a few different colleges, and um, he's got a wealth of knowledge, so we're excited for him. He wrestled at Wilkes University, and he actually grew up on Long Island, where me and G grew up. Um, we get into his vision for Penn College. Wrestling on Long Island under uh, legendary coach Craig Vitelliano at Ascend and much more. Fun conversation with Coach Chandler. Please enjoy the show. Joining us today is one of the newest Division Three head wrestling coaches. He's been on the coaching scene for a little bit. He was a Division Three wrestler at Wilkes University. And now he's taking over the reins at Penn College in Pennsylvania. Coach Penkil Chandler at joining the show. Coach, very excited for you. I know you've been uh, looking forward to this opportunity. So how's everything feeling right now?
0: Yeah, thanks, Anthony. I appreciate you uh, having me on the podcast. Really appreciate what you guys are doing for uh, D3 Wrestling, the platform that, uh, you know, that you guys have provided and created and, and built an incredible following. Um, you know, things are going well, man. We're in uh, north-central Pennsylvania here, uh, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and kind of the heart of uh, of wrestling here. You know, we're about an hour north of uh, State College and two hours from the Lehigh Valley, three hours from the Whitfield and right in that district four pocket of Pennsylvania. So, um, you know, really, really around some incredible wrestling and, and uh, a lot of people that are really passionate about wrestling in this community and, and uh, especially on this campus. And so, um, uh, so it's been, a it's been a fun transition and, and, uh, you know, we're kind of rounding out week four, uh, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind too, just cause there was probably about three months, um, of, you know they're not being a head coach in place since the previous coach uh, Jamie Miller left. So, um, so just doing a lot of catch up right now and um, and uh, just uh, getting ready for uh, for the upcoming season.
1: So interesting note. I uh, I didn't realize you guys were actually located in Williamsport. So you guys are right next to Lycoming College.
0: Yeah, yeah, right across the road. And and we got a little league world series coming up. So it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be crazy here in about uh, mid August. You know, when everyone from across the world, uh, you know, comes here to. Uh, comes here to watch little league and and be a part of that. It's about a, a week and a half longs uh, worth of activities and and uh, just a great you know great thing for the local economy, great thing for um, you know even our students at Penn College. So um, and our guys even get you know an opportunity to volunteer at the event and get some exclusive access and uh, you know. So if you're a baseball person, you gotta you gotta definitely stop by Wyoming Sport at some point.
1: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And uh, for a lot of Division Three wrestling fans that listen to the show, probably know this. But the, just talking about like thinking about regional alignments, you know, our national qualifying event, how you guys are literally in Williamsport, Penn goes up to Mideast, Coming stays in Southeast. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people that like, not a lot of teams being in some alignments makes sense. And that's just an interesting note, just, you know, right off the top of the show, just hearing you say that kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you have a pretty good idea of maybe why that is, but um but you know we'll see that you know the landscape is growing and and uh you know the teams are teams are getting added left and right and so we're always you know seeing you know transitions and alignments and um you know maybe possibly an an evolution of uh you know the qualification system you never know right there's always conversation about um how things how things should be done or how they can be done so um so it's definitely interesting
1: yeah definitely and you know, I know like Coming is in the Southeast right now because we're all in the MAC, you know, with Stevens, all those MAC schools, all those eight MAC schools are in the Southeast. But, um, you know, coming forward, they made the announcement that like Coming and Wilkes are actually leaving the MAC. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if that shifts the regional alignments, how that, how that's going to be in the next, because next year is our last year in the MAC. And then starting in 2024, they're uh, moving because of the new football rules. So it yeah. be interesting to see, you know, in these next few years what teams are getting added, how that's going to shake out, Um, but but good stuff. But anyway, just a little tangent there, but getting back to now your program and, you know, uh, at Penn College, and um, it's a technology school, is that correct?
0: Yep, yep, that's right.
1: Cool, so you guys uh, are mainly a STEM school. You have a lot of different majors. Um, Why don't you talk a little about the university academically that you're at right now?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, so... So the Pennsylvania College of Technology, we are actually uh, a Penn State affiliate, Penn State adjacent. So it's actually cool if you you know walk into or, or pull into the front entrance of our campus and even some of the signage around, we actually have uh, the Penn State Nittany Lion is kind of... Um, you know it's kind of a, a partnership and so that's that's uh you know branded around our campus but you know as, as as a logo as an athletic department as a school we're the wildcats so uh you could say kind of like penn state's little brother in some respects but we're not a branch campus and i think that's an important distinction to make i think sometimes people think we're a branch campus where we're an affiliate we operate independently of penn state um we have our own board of directors and, and um and you know we we operate independently of them, but we do have that great partnership, which is um, you know which is a phenomenal resource for us as an institution. But but yeah, we're a technical school. Um, you know we really shine in in the trades and STEM, uh, and really you know have some really unique majors between uh, you know welding and fabrication technology, construction management. Um, we have an HVAC design program, an architecture and sustainable design program, aviation um, automotive restoration and automotive technologies. We actually have like a a Honda uh, partnership. And so, you know, our students in the automotive program get to, you know, get training, um, on how to, you know, manufacture and work on cars, uh, you know, Honda and accurate cars. And so they, they have kind of a straight pipeline into that industry whenever they graduated. Um, a lot of the engineering tech technologies and, you know, and some really hyper specific ones too, like, uh, you know, like electric power generation with a diesel emphasis, you know, it's like, it's really, really cool. We're, we're, you know, developing, um, you know, a lot of really skilled workers um, in the trades and STEM. And and really, that's where the, the industry is shifting, you know, you, you look at, um, and you know, you're at a technical school as well, right? It's it's all of the jobs are, right now, a lot of them are in the trades and STEM, over 50% of the job market. I think there's a projection right now that over 800,000 jobs um, projected by 2030 are going to be in, in the trades and STEM, you know, so, um, so we're really filling a need as an institution for uh, the workforce and, and for labor. And, um, you know, I, I really believed in what Penn college um, does for our students and really our, our, future. So, you know, it was a, it was an exciting move. It was a, um, you know, it was kind of a no brainer, you know, I think especially with being in the heart of wrestling in Pennsylvania, um, you know, we attract, you know, we attract that wrestling archetype, you know, that blue collar kid that really wants, um, wants this experience. And so, um, so yeah, so we're, we're, we're excited about the future and, uh, you know, it's an exciting, exciting time to be at Penn College.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, for the listeners that don't know, uh, coach Chandler's coming actually from new England area, from, from Springfield college historic program, um, you know, over a hundred years of existence for them, a hundred years of wrestling. So, and you've been associated with uh, a couple really historic programs that we'll, we'll get into talking about your undergrad year at Wilkes, but, um, are you originally from, from Pennsylvania? I know you did a lot of college wrestling stints, uh you know on the college scene you know Wilkes Gettysburg all that but where are you originally from?
0: We're uh we're both from Long Island man. That's, the, what I five, one, six, That's what I thought. i
1: 1631 right so
0: I'm actually yeah. so I'm Nassau County and and obviously you're Suffolk I know you're a hot paw guy but, um, yep. but I grew up in uh, southwest Nassau County there kind of 10 minutes west of a much more notable high school program in Long Beach, um, but I'm not from. I didn't go to Long Beach High School, but everyone knows Long Beach wrestling because of the incredible uh, wrestling yeah. out of there. But I went to a, went to a smaller high school called Lawrence High School. Um, pretty no, notable in football, but um, you know didn't didn't really have the strongest uh, wrestling presence in the high school scene. But um, but definitely had uh, you know some great coaches and and uh, teammates and, and a lot of great people around there. So so yeah, I grew up and went, graduated from Lawrence High School. Um and again that's southwest Nassau County. Did a lot of my wrestling growing up there with uh Craig Vitegliano at Ascend Wrestling Club. Uh, yep and I know that there's uh you know several several clubs on Long Island now. The club scene has really grown and and uh it's
1: a lot bigger than when we were competing yeah. there, that's for sure. But you know, Craig was kind of the start of it. And as social media fans know, the wrestling guru, he is the wrestling guru. Um, you know, he was breaking down international film or had some crazy archive international film before really anyone was doing that. Um, And it shows he's very technically sound. I love following him on, on Instagram. Do you still have a good relationship with coach Craig?
0: Yeah, I have a great relationship with Craig and, and uh, you know, he's, he's still to this day, one of the best technicians I've ever been around. Um, You know, the way he breaks down the sport, the way he breaks down film, um, the way he teaches and, and just uh, he's always been a student of the sport. And, and, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, you, you I learned a lot from Craig in high school, and then I've been in a lot of college rooms now. And every college room I've been in, um, you know, everything that he's preached or shared has probably been shared in one way, form or another. You know, and so um, you know, and, and we always and and you know, you've been in a lot of wrestling rooms too. It's uh, you know, wrestling is wrestling is wrestling wherever you go, right? Uh, but I think implementation is a little bit different, and the way things are taught are a little bit different. Uh, but I always really responded really well to the way. Uh, Craig Todd and and uh, you know his way of thinking about wrestling
1: yeah for sure you definitely gotta give props with that you know someone's very passionate about the sport I know he's is he still also coaching on the high school scene as well I know he like kind of was in that coaching at Port Washington I believe yep. and also running ascend is he still yeah. doing that as well
0: yeah I believe so and and um, you know he's done he's done some great work with uh, with this high school club, and and uh, and then obviously being an assistant too at some some high school programs, he was at Port Washington, I believe he's still there. And um, you know the club grew the grew a lot uh, from the time I even went. You know we, uh, I don't know if you've been in that facility, but it, it's a lot bigger now. It's probably about you know anywhere from two to three mats uh, in terms of space, uh, maybe even a little bit more than that. But you know when, when I was when I was there, we were at the uh, facility that, in next door, and it was. Um, you know less than less than probably a mat and a half and uh you know didn't have a lot of space the mats were falling off the walls and you know there was like divots in the in the in the wrestling room it was just uh you know but we made it work and we worked hard in there and and uh you know he was a guy that instilled that blue collar mentality even though he was a, a harvard grad and you know kind of went to a white collar school he was very much um you know he he made it uh he made it really enjoyable to be in the restroom and made made it an environment where guys really wanted to learn and um, have fun and work hard in the room
1: yeah what I respect most about his kind of club is he really pushes guys to continue their career um you know was that something that kind of pushed you or was it always in a sense that you wanted to wrestle in college you wanted to continue to move on in career I'm not familiar with how your high school career ended but you can kind of speak on that a little bit
0: yeah no you know I had to obviously it's a solid high school career, not nothing a, you know, not nothing crazy, you know, had, had, uh, had some success and, and uh, you know, felt that I wasn't, you know, done with the sport. And, and yeah, I think Craig was a huge part of um, my development, but also just my, my eagerness to to stay in the sport and pursue it at the college level. And, and um, you know, he, he did a great job of one, exposing us to a lot of wrestling, but also exposing us to a lot of different technicians. You know I mean? He, he's a guy who, uh you know he brought in john smith uh for a camp and, and Royce Alger, and, and he was a guy that was like he's gonna he was gonna educate us on the history of the sport um watched a lot of international wrestling through him and and uh we we probably connected a lot because we had uh you know some some of our favorite international wrestlers were the same and um you know he was uh always always just making sure that we we were evolving our knowledge and continuing to learn and, and i think when you develop that curiosity naturally you're um You know, you're you're always going to be wanting to learn more and do more, and uh, and that's kind of where I was at. You know, when I was done with high school, or again approaching that, um, you know, end of high school time, I was like, yeah, I'm not done with wrestling. I got to got to keep it going, especially when you know there's so much opportunity. You know, and obviously thankful for for, you know Division three programs because it was absolutely the the perfect fit. You know, the perfect level uh, for me because especially at a place like Wilkes University, where you know, yeah, you had that well rounded experience, but you were also around a lot of guys that. Um, you know, take wrestling really seriously, uh, wanted to, wanted to win and, and, um, you know, we're willing to put in the time, um, you know, outside of the regular season and, and, uh, you know, work to do some, some special things. So, um, so yeah, I couldn't have asked for, for a better club coach. And, um, and then obviously I had a great middle school coach too, who I still talk to, to this day. His name is John Sarland. he's a graduate of Hofstra was a division one national qualifier for him. And, um, you know, he's probably one of the best coaches I've been around too, but he's a middle school coach, you know, and, and, uh, still, again, still talk to him to this day. And, um, you know, he was, uh, he was wrestling at Hofstra back when the gal Bevilaco was a coach. It was like the eighties, you know, I was training with Nick Gallo and those guys like, but, uh, he was a guy that taught me how to be, um, you know think about wrestling in a deeper way you know he was always he was always preaching how important um it was to think about how how you how off the mat things affected what you did on the mat and, and uh really get a deeper understanding for for wrestling and, and how it affects you know young people in our life um you know in the bigger picture so um so yeah so d- definitely definitely was was uh was really blessed to be around some great coaches on long island
1: yeah, I agree. I, I think that's why Long Island wrestling is so strong. There's so many. I mean, it's very big. You know, it's a very big area. That's there's a lot of great wrestlers there. And that's why they kind of run New York. Now, Section 5 has gotten better. But there's so many people that f- kind of flock to Long Island. And that's why the club scene's getting bigger now. I know Justin Acordino. Mm-hmm. He was with Craig. Now he has his own club, Savage. You know, you have the Pachevichs, um, You know, you have the Wade family. One still fighting. I mean, there's just so much talent and good coaching in that area that, um, that, you know, I can also, you know, double down what you're saying. Like there was just mentors everywhere that you're around and I'm sure you rub shoulders with the Long Beach crew too. I mean, there was some great wrestling at Long Beach that you probably was able to train with as well. So, um, so yeah, Long Island wrestling is definitely doesn't get the credit I think deserve, um, you know, on a national level, but there's some, there's some high level talent there. There's no doubt. Absolutely.
0: And I think, you know, Section Eleven, especially, um, and I think it goes back and forth now, but obviously you're you're a hotball guy, but Section Eleven always was kind of a standard bearer um in New York State, right? I mean, I think there was probably several years in a row where Section Eleven were state champions or or you know, the, the best section in New York in, in terms of state tournament results. So so yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty cool, you know. But the, and then there's been a lot of other sections that have grown, right? Section one is, is great, section five and um obviously section 8 11 have been great so uh, obviously section 9 with menacing valley right those times yep. it's it's uh you know new york wrestling is definitely um is definitely up there amongst uh in my opinion uh especially d3 i think we're, we're, we see that right new york wrestling is is among uh the better states um in the nation
1: yeah i would agree so even just you being in pa you know you have you know new york really close by you have new jersey really close by you know, and I can speak the same way too. Like very great recruiting areas, um, but now get back to your personal story. Obviously, you make the way to Pennsylvania um, for your college career at Wilkes, and you were you were at Wilkes in a really good time for you know your weight classes. I mean, there were some studs. Um, Giuseppe Ray is still competing on the on the on the world level. Um, you had a national champ. Um, uh, oh man, I can't think of his name right now. Who's the national champ? At you were there. There you go, Matt Grossman. Um, you know who who had a, a great college career. So you had some great workout partners. So why don't you just kind of speak on that a little bit and how it helped you really gain gain levels when you were there.
0: Yeah, no. I want to first give credit to, to John Lottenslager at Wilkes University. You know, I think he he really, uh, you know, he won't take it. He'll dish the credit off to everyone else, and and obviously those guys deserve it too. But I think he he deserves uh, so much uh, credit for what he's built at Wilkes University and kind of continuing the legacy that John Reese. Started and that you know that Alan Zellner um continued after John Reese and then Coach Lawrence Lager took over. And you know, I think he's been at the helm now. I think he's approaching his 20th season, uh, 20, 20th or 21st season. So, um, so I mean, in his time, I mean, you know, he's developed some incredible teams, dual meet teams. He's coached some um great wrestlers, has, has had many all Americans, and um, and, and really has continued that standard, you know. And I think when I was there, I, I went in uh 2013 2014 season was my freshman year so i guess i'm dating myself now but that was that was my freshman year and yeah i walked into you know a top 10 team you know I, I we were i think Wilkes was um i think we were ranked yeah like eighth or seventh or something at the time and and uh you know walked into a team with a returning national finalist and chris krawchuk and um and many many national qualifiers we had a lot of division one transfers on the team Um obviously giuseppe was um uh, was starting to really hit his stride at that time and um and then I, you know, I was able to was able to wrestle with those guys and, and be in the mix in the, in the starting lineup there, and and yeah, it was just an environment where, you know, you you looked around the room and I was like, man, everyone's good, you know, and and uh, and that just that elevates your standard right and and uh, makes you realize that. You know, we tell this to as coaches. We probably tell this to guys all the time. Is like, yeah, you were the best in your high school, but guess what? Everyone uh, in this room was the best in their high school. or one of the best ever in their high school, right? So, um, so that so that certainly you know raises standard. You rub rub elbows with those guys and and uh, and realize how competitive they are and and um, and realize how how much they care about the sport on and off the mat. Um, and so so yeah, that certainly elevated my standard. I raised. Uh, I trained with uh, with Giuseppe a lot. Uh, Matt Grossman came in my sophomore year so he was I was a sophomore he was a freshman and he won as a true freshman you know and
1: yeah uh, yeah yeah.
0: and so and uh you know he actually was cool because he won in Hershey uh when when D3s were out in Hershey and I think the year before that he had placed at Pennsylvania States in the same in the Giant Center you know and um so so it was a really special moment for the program and uh for Matt and and, uh you know even for Coach Lodenslager to get over that hump because he had Anthony Detolo, who was a national runner-up yeah, Chris Krawchuk, who's a national runner up, and uh, you know, just guys that were right there, you know, and uh and then obviously Matt getting into the national finals um and then and then obviously winning it was was uh was it was just a great, great feat to accomplish and and uh as a program get over that hurdle, you know, because I don't think Wilkes had had a
1: national champion a couple decades um prior to Matt. So uh. And if I'm remembering correctly, actually that so that year was my first year of coaching. I was still at Waynesburg. Was Giuseppe in the semis, like very yeah. close. He wrestled Footfinger from Augsburg. Yeah, and if it wasn't for that cradle, I think he would have been in the finals too, right?
0: Yeah, man, he was close. And uh, you know, me and Giuseppe talked about that match. And he, Giuseppe was actually my college roommate and and uh, we're we're still he's a great friend and, and a great man. And um yeah, we, we talked about that match and
1: uh Yeah, and he's doing great things at Muhlenberg too. He's yeah, he's yeah. the coach yeah. over there
0: now too. Yep, yeah, he's uh he's a resident athlete with the Lehigh Valley Wrestling Club and, and uh, competes for Ecuador, um, and then yeah, he's uh, he's assistant coach of Muenberg. They're doing a great job, um, and and yeah, I mean that that was a very close match. He punches, you know, he punches way into the semis, made it to day two, guaranteed all American status. Uh, wrestled a really good match till um, you know till Funfinger got on top, and uh, we all know he mm-hmm. was hammer, he was a hammer on top, and I think he was a two time national champion, right?
1: Yeah, he's yeah, the so. only the only one to beat Muenberg for Messiah. Yeah. So there, there was some pretty pretty historic lightweights kind of when you were coming through the ranks um and what were you at 133 uh all all your years at welts
0: yeah i was at 141 my first three years and i went down to 133 my freshman year we actually won a a region championship we were i think top six in the national duels so we had a really good season that year and that kind of um you know really jolted my uh, passion for uh for coaching i think that summer i started working, you know, a lot of camps and, um, you know, getting a lot of club rooms and just, I was like, man, this is, uh, you know, putting together that experience, like John Laden he, he brought guys together and created this, this shared experience that uh, we were really, we took a lot of pride in, you know, um, I think winning that region championship was one of the, one of the coolest moments, obviously it's, you know, every team, different teams win every year, but I believe we had, we had, uh, we had won by like half a point, um, uh, and just, uh, you know, it just got 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 me thinking about you know how cool it was to be a part of a, a college team that can, um, you know, do some do some cool things and win at a high level um, and continue to to be a part of that and and I think that's a big reason why I've um, why I've coached um, and why why I continue to coach is try to create that shared experience where guys can have a lot of pride in it. and obviously I've met a lot of lifelong friends through my experience at Wilkes and and uh, you know still friends to this day right or going to guys' weddings and things like that so it's just uh, it's, it's, it's an experience that, uh, really transcends, uh, wrestling. Um, but, but obviously wrestling is kind of the vehicle that we do it in. So, um, so yeah, so I had had a great experience.
1: Yeah, that's, that's outstanding. Um, and yeah, definitely shout out to coach Logger. I work with him pretty regularly, uh, with the NWCA rankings committee and the guy's a beast, man. He, he knows, uh, he's technically, um, essentially like the leader of it right now i think he's the most like credentialed uh guy on it uh i think tony valick him and someone else have like been on it for like you've been on there ever
0: forever yeah
1: yeah yeah so he does a great job with it and uh those calls are tough man so uh i give him a lot of props so uh, it's been fun to get to know him better and work with him um but yes he's, he's, like, Wilkes, a, great he's, guy. Wilkes,
0: he's a Wilkes lifer man he went so he wrestled at Wilkes when Wilkes was division one uh, under John Reese. And then, and then, uh, you know, he, he coached for a little bit after as an assistant and then was quickly head coach. You know, I think he was probably one of the youngest head coaches in D3 at the time. I think he was 25 or 26 when he took the job. Uh, as a wow. head coach. so, so yeah, it wasn't long after he graduated that he took over and, um, you know, and right away had an immediate impact, you know, his, his leadership and how competitive he is, but also how caring he is as a coach, I think was just the perfect storm to, you know, developed some incredible teams.
1: So was he the head coach when it was transitioning to D3? No, Do you know, no, or? no, okay. he
0: was actually, I believe he was a senior. So he lost a year of uh, competition, you know, uh, because I think when they went from D1 back down to D3, um, he lost a year of competition. And so he was only able to compete three years in college, but then, you know, graduated and then got into coaching. So, um, and then Alan Zellner was, um, you know, the coach for a little bit and then, you um, the head coach for a little bit and then uh, and then coach lonslager took over
1: gotcha gotcha okay that makes sense always an interesting dynamic i know a guest that we had on a while ago coach cory Luce at nyu he was also a wilkes guy and i think same thing as coach lonslager he was part of that transition yep. phase. So, so they had a very
0: yeah he coached cory
1: unique there you go nice yeah wow yeah wrestling world is always small as you know everyone right. connects with everybody Right. Um, so as you kind of wrap up, you know, your Will's career, um, you know, you have the decision to get into college coaching um, and, uh, you know, you had a lot of different, different stops. Let's just, let's kind of like touch on all those and, you know, little pieces that you took from each one that you're trying to bring to Penn College.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head um, before when you talked about, you know, I, I've been at programs that have, Really rich in longstanding histories and and traditions, you know. And uh, so I think Wilkes is approaching its 100th year, close to that. Um, I don't think it's at 100 yet, but getting close. um, Obviously, I had a, 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 you know, kind of a one season stand as a volunteer assistant, kind of cutting my teeth, trying to get into coaching at Bloomsburg University. And they have a very longstanding tradition. Um, You know, same thing at Gettysburg College. Gettysburg Wrestling is one of the oldest programs in the country, too. Um, And then and then, yeah, obviously Springfield College, which I think, you know, is, is, uh, started in 1914. So it's, it's, it's up there in terms of the oldest, but it's going into its hundredth, hundred and seventh or eighth season or something like that, you know, Springfield College wrestling. So, um, you know, I think Spring, Springfield is like top five in, in all time dual meet wins, you know, and and so yep, yep. that's just how long they've been a program. They've, they've done so much competing in wrestling. So, um, so yeah, so in, in every one of those stops, um, you know, it's always been about honoring tradition, you know, so it, it started with coach Sager. I, I saw how we engaged alumni and, and, uh, really made us understand what the tradition of that program was and, and what the expectation is. And, and, um, you know, when, uh, division three was created, uh, well, fun fact is, uh, Wilkes is actually the first uh, division three national championship team in 1974. Uh, when division three was created. And then obviously since then, it's been, uh, only very few teams that have won team titles. Um, right. You're, you're yeah. Ithaca, Brockport, uh, Warburg, Augsburg, right. Some of those schools. So, but uh, actually, yeah, TCJ, right. So Wilkes was actually the first division three national championship team, um, because that's when division three, I believe wrestling at least was sponsored as was in that 1973, 1974 era. Um, and so, yeah. So, I always learned about you know honoring the history, and and alumni would come back tell stories. Um, that expectation heightened um, because of the history, right? And and we had a higher expectation for ourselves individually and as a team because of that history. Um, you know, same thing. Fast forward, you know, is that Bloomsburg for for a season, and and um, you know, learned about the the lineage there and the guys that it came through there. Again, the history um, heightened the expectation, and and um, and you know what the standard was. And, and then you know, same thing at Gettysburg and Springfield. You know, um, to, and at Springfield too was it was some incredible history too because you had guys like you know Jeff Blatnick come through that program who. Um, at the time when Springfield was division two was a, was, was a national champ and that was when he could go on wrestling division one tournament. He was a division one, all American. He was obviously uh, a gold medalist in in Greco Roman uh, for the U S in 1984. And uh, so, so all that history just increases the expect, it heightens the expectation, right. For, um, for how guys should do things and, and, uh, and really honoring it. And, and uh, you those guys that laid the foundation before um, always gives you some sort of direction um, and and really data for how how you should move forward, right? Uh, whether that's adjusting some things to to be relevant with the times, or um, or continue to maintain tradition um, so that uh, you know it doesn't uh, it doesn't go away, you know. And I think that's a really cool cool part about sports. It's kind of that unifier in terms of um, honoring tradition, right? I mean, um, you know, I know for for some of the programs you've been in um, or that I've been in is, is, you know, some of the same, uh, traditions. I think we had like the same, uh, I think John Reese used to do tang <laughs> right, right after Wayne. so you get the, the powder tang, we would joke around. We're like, we, we don't need to be drinking tang after Wayne's, but it was kind of a, just a funny tradition thing that we were like, Oh, we'll just keep it and and uh, have it on the side, you know, just little things like that. But, but also just, uh, you know, you look at the national championship wall anywhere we walked in and same thing at Gettysburg, you look at that. Uh, you walk into the athletic lobby there, the first national champ um, in Gettysburg athletic history was, was a wrestling guy. So I uh, was wrestling national champ. So um you know and so learning you know really being able to honor that honor that history and and move forward Um, and you know so coming into Penn College um, you know we're only going into our fifth season as NCA member so um, you know before we were um, kind of in a PSUAC kind of conference which was with all the Penn State branch campuses and and affiliate schools so um, and then we went through a provisional year and now we're or a couple of years of provisional status and then and now we're officially NCA member status as of 2017 18 so we're actually only approaching our our fifth competitive season you know or sixth i mean covid doesn't count just because we didn't compete at all but so we're only you know approaching our fifth season as an NCA member school um, so we're so new uh but there's been so much growth in such a short amount of time um from from an athletic department uh standpoint obviously even from a wrestling standpoint so Um, so really right now it's about laying that traditions, you know, what, what are some of the traditions we want to maintain, um, that, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the line that, uh, that are, that are being kept and held, um, so that, you know, future generations understand what, what was Penn College Wrestling doing in in 2022, uh, when it was kind of laying the foundation. And so I think that was, uh, it's an exciting, uh, pivot for me because again, I've been at so many, uh, well-established, uh, programs that that have this longstanding tradition, and now, you know, stepping in into a program where um, a lot of the those building blocks are are still being laid, and and uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of tradition still. Uh, ready to, ready to be created, I think is a, is an exciting, was an exciting opportunity uh, for me. Um, but, you know, then again, you know, Sky Fry, the coach before this, when Penn College was kind of a club team and that PSUAC did a great job and um, is a, is a great coach uh, and has been around this district four pocket um, of Pennsylvania forever and, and is a staple here. And then obviously the previous coach, uh, you know, my predecessor, Jamie Miller, who uh, was a volunteer coach of mine at Wilkes did a great job and, and uh, you know, took over the program when it was, um, really still, again, foundation still being laid, but just did a lot to, uh, raise it to the level that it is now where uh, we're in a position where, you know, the the administration is, is very supportive of our program. They're very aware of, uh, the fact that we're in a wrestling hotbed and that, um, you know, we, we're positioned to be, um, you know, a strong wrestling program with a great tradition with, with a community that loves wrestling and, um, you know again just uh a lot of motivated people here to to make paint P- college wrestling um a special experience for our student athletes and um and so that's that's kind of where we're at right now just laying the tradition um laying the history of the program because there's a lot a lot that still needs to be uh held and, and uh you know in order for us to move forward
1: yeah no it totally makes sense and um you know the previous coaches have done a good job putting on the map but what's part of your master plan now moving forward um you know some some check marks some benchmarks some milestones that you want to see as you kind of you know take over this program and now build up to build off of what you know they've done over the last few years
0: yeah right now i think it's you know i'm waiting for uh, uh we we got to work we got a lot of work to do right and and we just joined um we're now members of the empire collegiate wrestling conference um so that'll be great because we didn't really have a conference affiliation before as a wrestling program so um, so we're now uh, members of the empire collegiate wrestling conference with uh, a lot of those teams that are in our region um you know your Ithcas, your your suny schools your rits those type of schools so um so that that was a great you know step in our program because now we can have you know some some honors and distinctions that come with it right like you know academic uh all, uh, all conference honors or all, all conference selections right things like that that's that's obviously yeah, yeah. a great great step um in the program's history but or, uh, or or program's direction um obviously from from a regional standpoint you know we we got some work to do right we uh, uh but we have we have we have a lot of great uh young returners coming in we have a great incoming class um that you know excited about several guys and so um so you know we're well positioned to take this thing you know to the next step but in terms of uh you know Things that we haven't we haven't done uh a lot, right? So we we need we need to experience new heights right now. Um and so uh waiting, for, you know, we gotta to work towards uh so Jason Bryan could call out the first national uh first All American in program history at the D3 tournament, right? That's that's the goal, right? And and uh, you know, get that first national qualifier. Cause right now we just we haven't had it yet. And again, we're just we're we're in those building. Uh, blocks uh, of the program and, and in our infancy as a program, honestly. And and, uh, and so we have a lot of maturing to do, um, but, you know, I know with the group of guys we have, the supportive administration we have um, and really the, the the generous support that we've had from, from the community that we're going to, um, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have a lot of uh, tools in place to, to position our
1: guys to be successful. Yeah. I mean, you got a PA state champ coming in, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, we we have a great, great young man, and Isaac Corey coming in, and you know he's uh was very motivated to come to Penn College. I mean, he's you know he's local uh, local product, right out of Montoursville High School, and uh, you know he he you know you talk to him, and he'll he'll tell you he'll he's he always knew he was coming to Penn College, right? Even when he was uh, growing up, and and uh, just knew knew what the school was about, knew that we really shined in the trades and STEM, and you know he's coming to he's not coming to Penn College for for any specific coach or anything like that, he, he knew that he wanted the major that Penn College offered, which is, uh, you know, power generation with a diesel emphasis, you know? So uh, really specific career focus and, and uh, really understood that, um, you know, this is a place he wanted to be because it was, going to set him up for a career path that he desires and, and uh, knows that he can be successful in. And so, um, you know, and this is kind of a plug to D three wrestling, man. I mean, like, you know, you don't get, uh, anyone, anything's possible at any level. Right. And, and you could be a state champ or, or didn't get a, a, you know, maybe didn't even qualify for the state tournament, you know, D three wrestling's for, for anyone. Um, and that guys can, um, guys can have the opportunity to uh, develop and and experience new heights in the sport that they haven't experienced before. But uh, but also if they're a young man like Isaac who's coming in that um, you know was getting um, you know several bigger looks uh, or you know from from you know Division One schools that uh, you know felt like he was uh, felt like Division Three was the best fit for him because it was the best major for him and the best community for him.
1: Yeah, no, that's amazing. So. You kind you also inherited a roster, and you have this incoming class. Where, where's your roster sitting at right now? How many athletes you guys have at Penn College right now? Yeah, so right now we have
0: about thirty two, and uh, you know there's some some late stragglers. Uh, we have rolled admission, and you know we can get guys in late and and get them on, uh, and matriculated, um, you know before the semester starts at a pretty late time. So um, so there's a there might be a, might be a little bit uh, more. Uh, that roster might be a little bit bigger in a couple of weeks, but. Um, but yeah, so we have about, you know, 30, 32 to start, uh, which is great. And then, um, you know, and then obviously a young team, you know, and I think for a long time, and I do want demyst- to demystify this because I think there's the perception of, of our school for a while is that we're only a two year, you know, trade in STEM school. And that's, that's not the case at all. We have, uh, an exceptional amount of bachelor's programs, um, a lot of, a lot of offerings and, and really out of the, you know, the 30, 32 guys we're going to have, um, and counting on the team, you know there's probably only one or two guys that are only doing associate degrees or plan on doing it, but uh, you know, they're, they're already considering doing the four year track because uh, because there's so many great programs and they want to, you know, rest for four years, you know, so um, so all of our, you know, I'm about to say 90, 98% of our team, 99% of our teamers, you know, they're, they're going to be guys that are uh, here for all four years.
1: Yeah, that's definitely unique uh, academic career and experience. Uh, another institution like that is Alfred state up in New York. I believe they're also, uh, you know, you can get your associates there, but it is a four-year institution. Um, so that's pretty cool. And yeah. I'm sure it's something that you can easily sell.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the, the cool part is, is that, you know, was that when I was at Wilk, we were Russell Penn college and they were, you know, club team and, and a lot of those student athletes were there for two years. And, um, but what has kind of, what has kind of made it, uh, what, what has allowed Penn college to have more four-year students or even four-year student athletes is because, how much investment and growth has has been uh, happening in our athletic experience, you know? So, so now that our wrestling program is, you know, we just built a new wrestling room a year ago and uh, we have a lot of support now and, and so, we're in a place where guys, guys understand that this is a very serious and competitive athletic experience and, um, and they want to make the most of it. And so they're committed to four years when they come here and that's all of our guys, you know, again, we might have, you know, one or two guys that plan to come and doing associates, but, uh, but a lot of that, uh, you know, so again, some of those guys that I'm, uh, you know, referring to are already considering, uh, you know, changing that track uh, to four years. Um, and they haven't even started yet. So, um, so it's a, it's a, uh, there's a lot of great opportunity here for, uh, for anyone uh, in the trades and stand for sure.
1: Yeah. I feel like kind of with the culture you're trying to build, it's very important for those guys to get on that four year track and um, you know, and really be a part of the program and help build it up. So some good building blocks there, but as we kind of like wind down, wind down here um, how, how can people follow you? Are you, are you guys on social media? What What's the best way to, to follow the Penn college program?
0: Yeah. So we're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PCT wrestling. And, um, and then obviously my personal uh, Twitter and Instagram is, is at Pankeel Chander Instagram is Pankeel underscore Chander. So, um, and then my email is uh, pxc 17 at PCT.edu. So I'm um, always happy to be a resource for anyone that um, is looking to learn more about uh Penn College wrestling or, or division three wrestling in general.
1: Awesome, man. Well- we're excited for you, like I said earlier, and uh, you know, excited to see what the Wildcats start doing here moving forward. So um, as we kind of leave off here, you got anything else? Anything else for the show?
0: No, I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on and give me the opportunity to um you know talk about my experience and and uh, Penn College Wrestling and love what you guys are doing for D3 Wrestling.
1: Heck yeah, man. I like we always say, go go D3 Wrestling, man. It's only gonna get better. So coach, come up and good uh, luck with oh, our wait. Day. Last
0: last plug. I actually just bought a D three Nation Ruta shirt. Um, oh there you so. go <laughs> so uh so you know i'm excited for that to come in the mail and and uh yeah this is uh it's a great thing you guys are building and it's cool to see it evolve to the point where um you know you're gonna have people walking around with d3 nation shirts
1: yeah it's, it's definitely uh definitely a cool experience and you know obviously this team sport is big we want to continue to to branch out our rockfin channel and really uh kind of continue to grow d3 wrestling media to where it is so we need your support and coaches on it so We appreciate you, man. Thank you.